Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you're now ready for your money, start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love with those that you love. But most importantly, it's not just about being rich. It's about enriching the lives of others because as a Rippler, you can create a ripple effect through the lives of many, especially as you're blessed financially. Guys, I'm so excited to have you here today. I appreciate you always binging, tuning in, sharing with others and allowing this ripple effect to be bigger, right? It's through you guys that I can be able to teach more. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for you guys hanging in there. Some of you guys have been listening for years and uh, I really, really appreciate that and don't take it lightly. So thank you so much. As always, I always invite you, go check out moneyripples.com. If you haven't done so, go take the passive income calculator now, see how much you could create in passive income in the next 12 months. So go and do that right now. Hey guys, have you wanted to invest in real estate? How would it be if you could do that with just $100 and get good, consistent returns? Well, that's exactly what our friends at Pre-REO does, where they buy these properties in bulk and at discount, be able to turn around and sell them or, and or rent them to create profits. And they do this in the crowdsourcing all your monies together. And as a result, pay you a consistent 7% return on your money paid monthly. And on top of that, guys, you even get some liquidity options too. So even though you can have your money in there for years, you're allowed to be able to access that money sooner if you needed to. So if you're interested in being able to invest in real estate with just $100 or more, whether you're accredited or not, go ahead and reach out to our friends at www.prereo.com forward slash money ripples. That's prereo.com forward slash money ripples. Check them out. Okay, guys. So I was actually asked by a, by a reporter recently. Uh, this reporter was out of North Carolina and I got connected to him through some people I knew. And they said, hey, we want to get your take from a personal financial advisor's perspective of what's going to happen with this war in Ukraine, right? And what, how's this going to affect your money and your retirement accounts and everything? Um, of course, I didn't tell them I was the anti-financial advisor, as you guys know me as. But I did say, yes, I'm in that personal finance space. I would love to talk about it. Uh, so we pre-recorded and, and did some things for the interview, and they did post that interview there as well. And so we can put that in the show notes if you want to see the little news segment. It was pretty short. It didn't really give the full context of my quotes. They put me with some other old guy. I don't know if he's a professor or what it was, but uh, they put another guy on there to give his viewpoint. But I'll tell you, my viewpoint surprised the reporter when he recorded it. He was not expecting the responses I gave, including the ones he didn't put into the news segment. And so I'm going to give you that viewpoint right now. I'm going to give you that full context of how is the war in Ukraine going to affect your finances right now? And here's my short answer. It's not. <laughs> Wasn't what you expected probably, huh? Nope. The war in Ukraine has very little to do with your finances, even your retirement accounts. Now you might be thinking, wait a minute, Chris, the market's been going down this year. We've been losing money, but you know what? That's not the cause. 
And in fact, the war on Ukraine has done very, very little to your money. And the truth is, is that yes, it can affect oil prices and that does affect your income a little bit or your expenses that rise up and can take away some of your discretionary money that you have. But really, for the most part, the war in Ukraine doesn't really affect your own personal economy too much unless you let it affect you that much. So let me give you an example. Let me show you what's happening. Now, even in the stock market, people say, oh, the market's been going down since Ukraine. No, it hasn't. Let me show you here. All right. So this is a little chart of the S&P 500 that's been going on since the beginning of the year. So I just started in January because really the beginning of the year, the new year is about when we hit about, we were about the top and it started coming down pretty quickly. Now notice it started coming down all through January. In fact, it kind of hits this little bottom around the, the late January time period. Now, just know that we weren't really talking a whole lot about Russia and Ukraine at this time. You know, there's always Russian troops sitting there. They've been there for a long time. They'd had a presence already near the border, but really we started to hear more about it in February. Well, guess what? It was about February. It kind of hits a little top. It goes up and down. It comes down eventually a little bit, but that wasn't from the war in Ukraine. Here's what I'm going to tell you. And this is the same thing I told the reporter. The market is not caused by Ukraine or Russia. The market was already wanting to go down. What happens is that big institutions and the, the smarter investors, right? The ones that actually do control the markets, not you, not your neighbor, not that person that you, th you think is a genius at the stock market. None of you guys have an effect on the stock market. But what does affect the stock market are the institutions. And they look for scapegoats. They look for reasons to sell off and hide their true intentions. Because in reality, the markets have actually been going down. Now, S&P 500 is an interesting index because it's, it, they say, oh, it's the top 500 companies. But it's not really. It takes the biggest companies and gives them the most weight. So as long as the big companies like your Amazons and your Facebooks and your Googles, as long as they go up, even if almost everything else in the stock market goes down, still, that will keep the market higher. So with the S&P 500, it's actually really not a good tool to use. You know, if you look at more things like the Russell 2000, now you start to see things a little bit more clearly, even though that's not perfect either. But the truth is, is really in 2021, there were institutions selling out of the stock market. Now, people were putting money in, so there's still people putting money in as well, but really people were selling. The biggest thing we're just seeing is, of course, when there's that threat of inflation and everything else and rising interest rates, then that little chatter affects the big tech companies. The tech companies are more affected by interest rates, especially if they're using leverage and things of that nature. And that's where they say, oh, that's going to kill company profits. And you see the market go down more. So the truth is, even if you're in the S&P 500, you think you're in an index that's diversified. The truth is you're not. You're actually very heavily into the tech sector. If the tech sector fails, even if the rest of the market does great, you actually lose money because the tech sector is what's influencing it. Most of the other big companies, and it's not really truly diversified. It's not a true balance. They're just doing it based on the, weighted, the weight of how big and how valuable those companies are. And tech has been overvalued big time. So I'm sharing that because I want you to know this is not a cause and effect situation. The, the, everything going down in the stock market was already poised to go down. They were just looking for a reason to do it. Russia and Ukraine just gave them further reason to keep selling off, but that's not what's causing it. Now, you might be asking, well, so what? You know, if it doesn't affect it, what, what's going to happen now with our money? 
The truth is, it's really about like what I mentioned before. When we talked about last week, the psychology of people is what's important. Because right now, people actually believe that we're in a worse place financially and economically speaking, right? That psychology is everything. Because if people believe we're in a bad position, right? If they believe that the economy is bad and they start reacting accordingly, creating a self-fulfilling prophecy, what happens? Our economy goes south. That's why you have the feds and everybody else try to give you nice positive talk and you'll have the government give you nice positive talk that all is well in Camelot. And as a result, what happens is they're trying to keep it from going down faster because they don't want that to happen. They don't want the economy to go down, especially if you're up for re-election, because when the economy goes south while you're in office, especially if you're a president, you have a almost 100% chance of success of, well, not success, 100% chance of failure of not getting reelected the next term. So, of course, everybody has in their best interest to make things look bright and flowery. However, the thing is, we're seeing the markets react. And they're not reacting because of Ukraine or Russia. That's small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. What's really happening is there are a lot of other factors affecting us. And I mentioned this before, right? There are the rising interest rates and those risks that come with that. The feds, by the way, just as an update, right after I aired that podcast last week about the feds, um, following what rates do. And I even said, I believe I said, actually, I've said this to my clients. So I've said it many times. I've told many of my clients, I only think they'll do a quarter percent rate increase, even though they were already predicting to do maybe more like a half percent. What happened just today? You know, well, today I'm, I'm recording this. This is Thursday of last week that you're watching this now um, is of, uh, March 3rd. Uh, Powell came out and said, we're likely only going to raise it a quarter. And here's what he also said. We probably responded too late. What? That's what I said. No kidding. You're not a you're not you're not a Volker. Go figure. Okay, so again, I just bring that up because all these things are coming together. They're all coming to play. It's not a surprise. What's going on right now is just a natural reaction in the marketplace. It's it's been overvalued. It's got to come back into balance. This means if you're exposed in the stock market, you are at risk you could be losing a lot of money over the next few years. The truth, and there's already a little bit of chatter going on, is what if we go into a double dip recession? What happens now? I think that could possibly be the case. We could go into a double dip recession. In fact, that's what I said last week, didn't I? <laughs> so, you know, here's, here it is. Like, it, it, again, it always unfolds and it doesn't always look the way that we think. But you start to see clues. In short term, we can start to see what happens. The real question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to do everything? And so when the reporter said, well, what should people do with their 401ks? I said, well, they might consider not keeping all their money in equities, right? If the equities have been going up for so long, do they really want to have it there? Now, I'm not giving any investment recommendations. I'm not an investment advisor. I don't have a securities license. I'm not going to tell you anything about where to move your money in your portfolio. But if you're scared and you're not sure what to do, you might consider moving into more conservative funds, things that are more tied to maybe bonds or treasuries, money markets, cash, not the places that you're going to get rich. But remember, and this is one thing I said to him, I wish he would have aired, is your worst case scenario is not losing to inflation, right? Especially with inflation being a big, big issue right now. Inflation is not your, your biggest enemy right now. Your biggest enemy is if you stay in the stock market it goes down 20%, 
And then there's big inflation. Let's just say the inflation keeps going. It's like 8%. Well, now you've lost 18%. Well, to make that back up, you got to make almost 25% to get back to zero, to break even for where you were. If you're somebody who's trying to pull out money for retirement right now, you're in greater danger. Because if that market goes down and inflation hurts you, you've just, your planning is out the window. Anything that you thought as predictions of what you could be able to pull out of your money is gone. If you're getting near to retirement, this should scare you even more because if that affects you, again, with inflation plus losses in the market, you don't have enough time to try to make that back. It could take a decade, maybe longer to get to the point you say, okay, now I might be okay. But if you're pulling out money or you plan to pull out money in the next decade or so, or you want to be financially independent in the next decade or so, the stock market is probably not the place you want to be in. And that's just numbers, right? That's just the odds. You know, when you're playing the game, you're playing the game and you keep coming up, you keep flipping coins, heads or tails, heads or tails. And if all of a sudden it comes up heads 13 times in a row, like the stock market did 13 times in a row, do you think you might say, you know, I've won all this money from guessing heads 13 times in a row. Maybe I should get, I should guess tails. Or you know what? Maybe I should just leave and just take me at a high and say, I'm good, right? Again, I'm not recommending you take money out of the market because the truth is you probably don't know what to do with it, right? Even if you pulled it out, you wouldn't know where to go. That's why I'm just saying, if you're worried about the market, if you feel like you want to be retiring in the next 10, 15 years, you probably don't want to be exposing yourself. And even if you're younger, maybe you're in twenties and thirties, but you're saying, I like to be financially independent by the time I'm 40 or something like that. This again, might be a reason why you may not want to ride out this wave. Okay. So that's, that was part of the advice I gave. I said, Hey, people may want to reposition their money and go more conservative away from equities and definitely away from international stocks. Again, I've been saying that for years and it's funny how people are like, Oh, that's safer than the U S no, it's not because people are seeing that right now. We're already seeing China having major issues with their recession currently right now, despite being a, a huge superpower, they're struggling too. So just know all these global events can be affecting things that you have no control over. And that's the truth. You have no control over the stock market. You have no control over what some politician or some fed president says and what that does to your money. That's a risk. That's a gamble. Why would you put yourself in that kind of risk where there's uncertainty there can never be freedom. Let me repeat that. Where there's uncertainty, there can never be freedom. When you don't know what's going to happen to your money, you can never be financially free. No matter what the account statement says, you can never be free if you're not sure what's going to happen with your money. So my advice is watch your money. And this may be the time for you to start moving money around and doing stuff. Now, uh, he also asked me, the reporter said, what about people's personal finances? What about those that don't have lots of money in the market? What about those that are struggling day after day and they're getting crippled by inflation right now? What are they to do? And I said the same thing. I said, well, one, if those people are also funding a 401k, they might want to stop. You may not want to keep putting money in a place that gets locked up that you can't get access to, at least not without taking out a loan where they make you pay it back very aggressively out of your paychecks, which again, inflation is killing your paycheck. You don't want to be having more taken out of your paycheck. So I said, you might want to be taking more of that money home, not putting in a 401k. And his eyes got a little bit big when I said this, because again, he's a financial reporter. You're supposed to be packing that money in that 401k. I said, no, I think the better thing would be take that money in cash, keep it in reserves. Worst case, even if you don't know what to do with it, at least keep it in savings, keep it somewhere safe. 
Heck, even life insurance would be safer than even the bank, right? Especially when it comes to savings, if it's designed right. If it's not, then it's a waste of money. But again, you can keep your money in safe places where you're not going to lose any money, but keep it liquid and available in case you need it. I also said it's a good time to make sure you're really watching your numbers, going over, making sure you're, you're not spending money in places that just aren't serving you right now. And it might mean you want to get a second stream of income, whether it's another part-time job or even a side hustle business or something like that to allow you to generate more income. And I'll tell you, that is one of the most important things you can do right now is become valuable. Because remember, dollars follow value. The more value you can create for people, even if it's an employer, the more you essentially get paid, the more is the effect of that payment. Now, even if an employer doesn't respect you, maybe they don't see that value. Now, your attitude might have a big part to do with it. So check, make sure you don't have an entitlement mentality. But if you have a server mentality, like a service-oriented mentality, where you focus on delivering value, solving problems, doing things in a way that serves and helps that company or your customer or client, whatever your situation is, the more money that comes. And even if that employer doesn't respect you, let's just say that they take advantage of you, I can guarantee you some other employer will come along offering more money and will want to snag you away. Because I'll tell you, I just added a guy on my team that was exactly the case. He was being paid so little for the value he was given that company. And in fact, after a while, he even said, hey, I'm going to ask, I think I'm going to ask for a raise because they're making more money, but I'm still making the same. I'm making this base salary, but I'm the one helping them generate sales and revenue. So what happened? The person that's the, the COO said, you know what? Because you asked for more money, we're cutting you. We'll just find somebody else for cheaper, for less money. Well, guess what? The revenue, I watched the revenue in that company declined from the previous year. They actually had less money coming in. And that guy now is a part of my team because I said, listen, I, I, I want you to make more money. In fact, I invite you to make more and I'm going to give you more flexibility and, and take that ceiling off. And he's all for it. I'm telling you, if you're there to deliver value, if that's always your focus of how do I sh show up in a way to serve, solve problems or add value into people's lives, you will not want for money. I promise you this. I'm not saying it's an overnight success story, but I'm saying eventually it works. I had a client uh, and a guy named Brian worked for, for a company when making $15 an hour as a, as a camera operator. I told him, do this very thing. Go to your employer and don't say, I want to raise. Go to them and say, hey, what can I do for you or the company that would merit me a raise? And so he did. He went to the company and uh, they said, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, we'll give you a raise. He did it. They said, all right, well, a promise is a promise. So a few months later, they gave him that raise. And uh, he was happy, but he kept doing it. He's like, I'm going to keep delivering value. I'm not going to stop there. Funny enough, within less than two years, he went from about $15 an hour to almost $30 an hour, nearly doubled his income. And they even said, no more raises. Now, they even came by and said, wait, wait, we, when did we give you a raise? All right, we're going to give you another one, but no more. And then they gave him a third one, right? They advanced him in the company and gave him a third one. I had another client, you know, worked for a big, large bank, one of the largest banks in the U.S. And uh, he was offered, you know, he was competing with over 100 other people on this position. There was two positions available. He was competing with over 100 other applicants. He wasn't the most talented. He wasn't the most gifted. But when, and when they actually said, hey, we're going to offer you the position, they said, 
So uh, they said, do you want to know why we hired you? Now understand when I heard he was going to get this position, I said, your goal for the next three weeks is to over deliver. Like you go and do whatever they have to do. And in fact, ask them, what is it you can do to add value? What you could do to actually merit to get that position. And they told him. So when he went in for that, that final hiring interview to get that promotion, which by the way, would make about a $4,000 a month difference in his family's life, 4,000 a month. Could you imagine getting another 4,000 a month in your family's life just by doing some small, simple steps? Well, that's what he did. And they said, they said uh, to him, I'm not going to say his name, client confidentiality, but he, they said out of the, over the hundred applicants, even though you weren't the most, the best, the best talented, or you didn't have to have the best numbers and performance, we hired you because you were the only candidate that actually asked us what you could do, like how you could serve us. And for that reason, we hired you with one other guy that was a top performer. It works. I promise you principles always work. And when those principles turn into strategies, that's when everything works. Why do we see so much success with what we do with our clients? It's because of that. It's principles first, strategy second. You follow the right principles, the strategies that align with those principles, they have to work. Even if it takes time and patience and effort, it has to work. So why do I share this with you? Why does this have to do with Russia and Ukraine? It has everything to do with it because the truth is that they don't matter. The truth is you have a personal economy. You have your own world. You can't affect the outside world. You can't affect who invades what, right? You can't affect what politicians do necessarily. Even if you have a vote, at the end of the day, they're going to decide to do whatever they want to do. And that can feel helpless. That can create uncertainty and you can't have freedom. But where you can have certainty and freedom is what you do right here, right now. How do you respond? How do you act? How are you going to take control of your own economy, your own finances, be a wise steward of your money, and then do wise things with it? And, and like we talk about all the time on the show, doing things outside of the mainstream, going out away from doing stuff in the stock market, doing things like what we do in the real estate realm or in commodities, things like oil, right? Oil and gas and things like that. There's businesses. There's all kinds of things you can do outside of this standard, narrowly focused, small-minded financial advisor world where they tell you all you can do are mutual funds, stocks, and bonds. And that's it. That little world that has been proven not to work anyways. Expand that view, expand your options, and you will find you will have more hope than you've ever had in your life. And I know many of you are already doing this and you get it. Um, I'm speaking to many of you that haven't taken the action yet. You're still listening. You're still trying to gather data and really ask yourself, is this, is this really working? All I have to tell you is we've got more proof in our numbers than any financial advisor does. That you ask, if you truly ask any financial advisor, one, how many of their clients are truly financially free where they don't worry about money, not retired, but actually financially free where they don't worry about losing money and tell them to be honest with you, with you. They should be honest with themselves first. And then secondly, how many of them are financially free, even if they don't earn a single dime, even from their commissions, including renewals that they get paid on with money under management or other products that they sell. And what you will find is that there's going to be at least one no. If they're being truly honest, they're not financially free. Their clients are not financially free. But the, over here, we've got plenty of proof. We've got clients who are financially free. I've been financially independent from, for several years now. It works. And I'm here to offer you hope. 
Stop worrying about what's going on in the rest of the world. Stop worrying about whether Russia invades Ukraine and Ukraine fights and you know whoever poses with guns or whatever. It doesn't matter about all the, the different <laughs> things like BLM, right? And all the, the Antifa and, and anything else and storming the Capitol, all this stuff. It's just chatter and noise. It's not, it's not reality. It's just media playing with our emotions, getting us to tune in and stay hooked so that we don't move away and they make money because media hasn't made money with newspapers. That's for sure. They got to do something. They got to keep you on their website so they can get paid more from advertisers. That's what they're trying to do. They are manipulating you in any way possible. I don't want that for you guys. I want you to be able to break free of that find your own, really find what real truth is. And that truth can work. That best laboratory is in your own life right now. So as I mentioned, you know, if you haven't figured out what to do, you're even wondering how much passive income we create, go try that passive income calculator on moneyripples.com. Try it out, see what it is for you. But either way, just know now is the time to act, not to wait and sit and ponder and wonder what to do. Now is the time to act because if you don't, if the market loses 10 more percent, how much money is that going to cost you? What's that going to do to your life? If you have $500,000, that's $50,000. Is that really worth it to you? That's what we want to do. And it's not just about the money you lose. It's the money you could have made with it had you done something differently. Don't be, make the mistake like I did in the last recession where I went and made dumb mistakes. You know, I wasn't focused on the cash flow. After the cash flow is what got me free, I started gambling, trying to play big. I wasn't managing my money the way I should have been. As a result, I went in the hole, 15,000, 16,000 a month. If I had actually kept money out of my home, not try to pay down my home too fast, not put money in different places where it got locked up, but kept the money in cash available, tell me whether the storm as I had to make some changes during the recession, if I would have done that, again, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but hindsight 2020, if I would have done that, who knows where I would have been today as a result? Who knows what would have happened if I would have said, wow, I was able to weather that storm and I have cash to buy real estate dirt cheap. How many of you would have wished you could have bought real estate 2011, 2012, 2013 when it was at a low? How many of you would love to have bought real estate back then? I know I would have. And again, I, I didn't start jumping in the game till the mid 2010s. And then even then, I'm grateful I did, that I acted as soon as I did and got over those fears, despite getting my butt kicked in the last recession. The question is, will you get over your fears? Will you get over your doubts and uncertainties? Because I can tell you that my faith is much bigger than your doubts because I've seen it work time and time again. All I need you to do is see what I see and you'll be free. Guys, make it a wonderful and prosperous week. See you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now.